<laughs> we'll just out the way. So, um, thank you for coming. <laughs> it's, good to, it's good to be with you. Uh, Tony asked a few weeks ago, uh, that he, he said a few weeks ago he'd love to share his testimony. And, uh, and so we've got a few pre-prepared questions. So I'm just going to ask them then sit back and let Tony speak to you. Um, so the first one is, um, so you're going to tell us a little bit about how you became a Christian. Um, but first, would you tell us a little bit about your life leading up to that moment before, when you became a Christian? Well, my story is um, uh, over 30 years ago, and I was not a Christian at the time. Uh, and uh, uh, Jean, uh, my wife, uh, was uh, diagnosed with cancer. And um, she had to go into hospital for an operation. And um, she had said to me, um, don't, <laughs> don't come and see me on the day of the operation. Uh, and uh, uh, being a good husband, uh, I did go and see her. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, she didn't look... Um, very well, which is what you would expect. And um, uh, it was in the evening, and uh, um, I went home, and um, it's a funny thing, but uh, I can still remember today putting the key in the front door. Uh, strange. Uh, and I went into the house, and and the phone went, uh, somebody inquired about how Jean was. And, um, and then after the call, uh, I went to bed. Uh, and um, I stood in the bedroom, um, thinking to myself, uh, what can I do? And, um, well, of course, difficult question. Anyway, as I stood there, I remembered um, in 1940-41, my mother um, used to get me to kneel at the side of the bed with her, um, and I'd have been about three at the time. Uh, and um, uh, I thought to myself, well, that's not a bad idea. I, I could do something like that. Um, so that's, that's what I did. I, I knelt at the bed and uh, I didn't know anything. I was not a Christian. I knew nothing much about prayer or anything. So um, um, I think it was rather a short prayer. Um, and um, I got into bed, um, and the strange thing is that I fell asleep right away, and I never ever do that. Uh, and uh, I slept right through the night. Um, normally I get up a couple of times in the night. This night I slept right through the night. And uh, in the morning, um, I got up and, um, and stood in the room and um, I 
I can only describe the room was filled with a brilliant light. Uh, extraordinary, uh, as if I was uh, standing in a, a bubble of light. And I knew uh, at that time, uh, in that moment, that Jean was going to be okay. To a point where I could say to her, don't worry, everything is going to be okay. You'll, you'll get well. And she did get well. And uh, um, after, after this, um, I'm ashamed to say that uh, my attitude to God was, um, uh, well, thank you very much. Um, I'll come and speak to you again one of these days. I don't know what God thought. <laughs> well, I think I do. <laughs> anyway, in the couple of weeks that followed, um, I couldn't get God out of my head. Uh, and I knew what he was saying. He, he was saying to me, I want you to go to church. And um, I thought, uh, how, do, how do I do that? Well, you, being experienced Christians, will probably say, that's a bit daft. But to somebody, out, comes from outside and knows nothing about the church, going to church by yourself is a nerve-wracking thing. So I thought, well, the only thing I can do uh, is go to the local parish church. Um, so uh, one morning I said to Jean, uh, I'm going to church this morning. So she said, oh, are you, dear? Well, do have a nice time. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so, uh, being um, uh, very apprehensive about uh, approaching the church, I waited until everybody had gone in and sat at the back. And um, <laughs> there was a little boy and his mum uh, sitting on the uh, pew by the side of me. Um, and um, the, it was um, like oil and water. Uh, I just didn't, uh, it didn't mean anything to me at all. And at the end of the service, uh, it wasn't the church's fault and it wasn't my fault either. Um, I came out thinking, well, I've done what you wanted me to do, God, but uh, it's not my scene. Uh, I'm sorry about that. So um, I thought, well, you know, I, I've, I have tried. <laughs> so um, in the next few weeks, I couldn't get God out of my head. And his, um, 
he seems to be saying to me, um, the Methodist Church. Well, why would he say that? So, uh, I knew where the Methodist Church was, but I'd never been in there. Um, anyway, so, uh, a couple of weeks had gone by and I said to Jean, I'm off to church again this morning. She said the same thing. <laughs> Do have a nice time, dear. <clears throat> so, I got um, to the church and everybody had gone in and the door was shut. And I thought, <laughs> oh, that's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> I can go home now. <laughs> so, uh, as I'm thinking to myself, uh, that's a relief. I don't think I'll bother, I'm too late. I'll go home. As I'm thinking that, I'm walking into the church. I'm pulling the door open and going in. Uh, and in the hallway is uh, a lady um, handing out uh, hymn books. And uh, I said to her, can I come in, please? And she said, yes, of course you can come in. And um, this is really where the front line of the church really counts for something. And she was right on the ball. <laughs> and she said to me, wait here, though. And she went into the church and she came back with another lady and this lady said to me, uh, I'm going to look after you this morning, uh, so if you come in with me. Uh, and um, the other lady said, well, hope you enjoy the service. And um, I didn't know it at the time, but this lady taking me into the church is an off-duty minister. Uh, if I'd known that, I'd have probably run straight out the door. So. Anyway, so I, I sat down with this lady and she said to me, you don't need to do anything, just sit and watch and listen. And she said, if I stand up and wave my arms about, don't panic. <laughs> she, said, <laughs> she said, everything's all right. <laughs> and... Um, I sat there and a most extraordinary thing. It was a feeling I can only describe it as I'd come home. <laughs> I was somewhere where I was meant to be. So, uh, uh, the, the, the church were, um, it was a wonderful church, and the people there realized 
uh, that I knew nothing about Jesus or prayer or hymns even, didn't know anything at all. And they fell over backwards to bring me into their, uh, into their Christian group and to make sure that they taught me the things I needed to know. And as Jesus came into my life, and that happened very quickly, there's something magical, magical's not the right word, but there's something about Jesus that you can't put your finger on, but he, he just um, seems to um, wave a sort of um, spell over you. And before you know what, you've fallen in love with this incredible man. And in the 30 years since then, um, Jesus has always been there. Um, I'm losing my sight now, and I do need uh, Jesus constantly, uh, and he's always managing to come up with something, and um, he led me into uh, a, an organization called Blind Veterans. And um, I'm now a member of Blind Veterans. And um, I, that really is how I became a Christian. And um, I can only say to you, you are uh, so fortunate to know Jesus when there are so many people in the world who do know to do know to need to know him and they don't get an opportunity. It's blocked and you know they're they're not allowed to find out about Jesus. And we need to pray for them. So that's, that's it. Can I ask you a question? Um, so there might be some people sitting here this morning who identify with your situation. Maybe they're in some need, or maybe they've come to church a few times and maybe they think there's something in it. What, what would you say to somebody who hasn't yet decided to follow Jesus? Well, surprisingly, that's an easy one to answer because I'm absolutely hopeless at trying to talk to people about the Christian faith. I've tried it many times in the 30 years and um, I always seem to fall flat on the face. Um, so I do know what I would do. Um, I would simply say to them, come with me 
on Sunday morning. Because there, you'll find the answers that you're looking for. Because I don't have the gift to tell people, but Gary has it in the bucket by the bucketful. And so that's what I do. I'd, I'd say, please, come with me on Sunday morning and you'll get the answers you want. Bless you. <laughs> um, we'd love to pray for you in a moment, but you probably should mention, did Jean, Jean came with you at some point, presumably, um, yeah, to church. She's <laughs> Just tell, sorry. Just tell us when when did she when did she decide to they're, to start coming with you? They're laughing and uh, quite right too. Um, uh, Jean followed very closely uh, on. She wanted to know what I was up to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You'll pay for that one when you get home, I think. <laughs> Uh, so she, she joined the church um, probably within a few weeks and we both joined the same house group and the church never said to us um, do you want to come into a house group they said you are in one we put you in one and you're coming and whatever they did they included us, which is a marvellous thing for a church to do. Um, so, Jean and I have since then um, had a lot of experiences of um, what the Holy Spirit and Jesus can actually do in our lives and I think it's breathtaking. I've seen wonderful things happen and I hope you will too. Can I ask you one final question then we will, we will stop. But, um, just very briefly, um, you alluded to your own health problems and, uh, and so as you, as you look to the future, um, do, you feel, do you feel frightened of the future? Do you feel confident? that God is with you and that there's nothing to fear? Um, uh, yes, and uh, I, I am very worried about my loss of sight. Um, and it causes great frustration. Um, I can see people out there, but I can't see I just know there are people there and um, as it gets worse and Joe who's with us this morning, Joe will confirm this, um, it's, um, it's very difficult to move amongst people. Um, when I go into the hall here, um, uh, just moving around 
when you can't actually see people very well is very frustrating. And in the, when I'm in Bishop Stortford, uh, just so many people moving around that you can't see properly. Uh, but in spite of all that, you see people who are so much worse off than you are. And then you start thinking, well, I'm actually very lucky because I'm alive. I might not be able to see very well, but as long as there are people to help me, to help me and guide me, um, and as long as Jesus is there to listen to me, I will cope. And I thought, I'm sure Joe will say the same. Thank you. Um, should we give Tony a round of applause? Um, Tony had said he was a bit nervous, but uh, I don't think so. Um, but can I pray for you, and then you're going to read it? Well, I was going to you want to do that first. I, I do I'll have do a prayer. Oh, yeah. We yeah. agreed this before, yeah. You, you do the praying, I'll do the... Uh, yeah. Uh, I would like you to pray with me, if you would. Um, it's not a prayer for you. It's a prayer for people outside in the street. So, shall we pray together? Father God, we can spend so much of our lives without you. But you keep coming back to remind us you are there. And again, we reject you. And again, you come back. And then the day comes, and we remember you. We call out, expecting you to say, it's too late now. But again you come back. So thank you, dear Lord, for just keep coming back. Amen. We're going to sing a song of Tony's choosing, um, King of Kings, um, Majesty. And, uh, but thank you so much for coming up. Thank you.